Thank you for tuning in to the Voice Epilepsy Podcast, which has been brought to you by the BC Epilepsy Society and the international I Am A Voice For Epilepsy Awareness Campaign. The Voice Epilepsy Podcast introduces a variety of topics related to epilepsy, including medications, treatment, law, employment, surgery, mental health, stress, and stigma, among many others. Whether you are a person living with epilepsy or you have a personal or professional interest in epilepsy, the Voice Epilepsy Podcast is the podcast for you. Hello, everyone. My name is Deirdre Sims, and I am the Executive Director of the BC Epilepsy Society. On today's episode of the Voice Epilepsy Podcast, we will be discussing the UBC Interprofessional Health Mentors Program. This program is taking place during the 2022-2023 school year, and is looking to recruit about three to four people with epilepsy in British Columbia to take part. I'm excited to be joined on today's podcast by Angela Talley and Lelania Lloyd, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, everybody. Um, My name's Angela Toll, and I am um, the director of the Interprofessional Health Mentors Program that we're going to talk to you about today. And I'm also a faculty member at uh, UBC and I'm joined here by Lelania Lloyd. Hi everyone, I'm Lelania. I've been a health mentor with the UBC Interprofessional Health Mentors Program uh, for about a decade. I started in 2012. Wonderful, thank you so much for joining us today. To start off, can you share what the UBC Interprofessional Health Mentors Program is? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll make a start. Uh, so the Interprofessional Health Mentors Programme is uh, an elective programme that students at UBC and different health professionals choose to take. Um, and the programme involves a team of four students from different health disciplines who meet uh, and learn from a health mentor over an academic year, which is essentially nine months. And the uh, mentor is their primary teacher and um, uh, the the students learn about what it's like to live with a chronic condition or a disability or um, someone who cares for someone with a chronic condition or a disability. They learn about um, what it's like to live with the condition or care for somebody and they learn what uh, the healthcare system looks like from the perspective of uh, people who use the health service. That's amazing. Thank you, Angela. So who exactly are the health mentors? Yeah, so our health mentors have a wide variety of different chronic conditions or disability, and we're always looking to increase the diversity of our health mentors. Um, And we also have health mentors who are caregivers Uh, parents or um, people who are looking after partners with chronic conditions. Um, And our health mentors come from the Lower Mainland, but also we've been recruiting health mentors in different parts of the province because um, our students need to know what healthcare looks like, um, not just in Vancouver, um, but also in areas that are more remote or rural. So, Our health mentors range in age from 
ages that are similar to our students through to uh, people who are retired. So great age range. And uh, we're also um, not to, you know, we're also looking for cultural diversity and we do fairly well in that, but there's always room for improvement. That's wonderful. What an amazing uh, opportunity to build understanding and empathy. I think it's just fantastic. For our listeners who may be interested in participating, can you share a little bit more about the healthcare, um, what exactly the healthcare mentors do during the course of this program? Mm-hmm. So I'll start off with a, a, a very brief dis- uh, description, and then I'm going to hand over to Lelania. So essentially, um, the components of the program are an orientation, a kind of get to know you um, uh, orientation to the program and uh, uh, to the, the mentor and the students, um, uh, everybody gets the same information to begin the program. And then there are a series of meetings between the health mentor and the group of students, each meeting looking at a different topic that's relevant to uh, healthcare. And then there's a symposium at the end of the program where all of the different groups get together and share what they've been learning during the course of the program. So that's the kind of dry part of it. And now I'm going to hand over to Lelania to say what it's really like from the mentor's perspective. Yeah, take it away, (laughs) Lelania. So the health mentors are always super excited to meet their students um, because we have such a wide variety of disciplines that are included in the program, um, like nursing, um, medicine, physical therapy, occupational therapy, um, speech and language pathology, dentistry, um, genetics. I think there was also public health was added this year. Um, So just a huge amount of different disciplines. And so we get the opportunity to work with four students. Um, We you know, if we have a nurse, we don't have more than one nurse in our group. So there's a there's a variety out of the four students we're working with so that they can learn from each other, not just from the health mentors. Um, and it's, it's really a wonderful experience. Um, you know, I think our stories are so powerful. And so many of us have been through a lot in our in our time being patients and people living with disability. And so, um, you know, for the most part, the, the health mentor students are younger people who may or may not have had any experience with chronic illness and disability. And so the stories that we're sharing with them about what it's like to navigate the healthcare system, um, to have a large care team in some cases. Um, and for me, I'm a rare disease patient. So, um, you know, all of the challenges and barriers that that entails um, is, is like their first taste of, of what it's like to be a patient and, and to see it from our, our point of view. Um, and I think that, you know, they really benefit from us sharing not just the bad things, but also the really good things that ha- happen in healthcare. Um, and to be really honest about that experience. So, you know, anytime that I go through something difficult or something really amazing, I stop for a minute and I think, wow, you know, this is material that I can be sharing with my patients or my students and and they can really learn from that. Um, You know, so it's really exciting work and it's really rewarding work because I think, you know, a lot of us recognize that the healthcare system is, is really 
you know, in a struggle right now. And it's something tangible that we can do to support and inspire the future of healthcare in this province. Um, And I've just found it incredibly rewarding. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for that. And I, and I love the part, I just have to say, I love the part where you say, you, sh- you know, you share your struggles, but also, you know, your triumphs. And I, and I think that sometimes that doesn't get enough airtime. Um, there, there's a, a, res- a resilience to people with chronic conditions. Uh, I, you know, I have epilepsy myself. And when we, you know, pick ourselves up the ground physically, you know, metaphorically, <laughs> Uh, you know, literally um, every day. And when when we go through life, not knowing when our next seizure is going to happen, but we go through life anyway, and we get her done, there's a resilience in that, um, that that doesn't get celebrated enough, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. But also sharing like the positive experiences I've had in terms of you know, some of the people on my care team, the way in which they've delivered patient-centered care and what a difference that makes when that happens. Um, Because it's easy to focus on, you know, oh, I had this bad experience and, and you shouldn't be like this. But I also want them to hear like, for example, um, my neurologist is incredible. And at one point I was explaining to her a really bad experience that I had had myself with um, another person on my team and that I had to um, end that, that therapeutic relationship. And so um, she stood up and she said, well, we will take care of you. And she hugged me tight. And I mean, you know, to, I, I say this to them because I want them to know that, you know, when, when you recognize somebody's struggle, when they're doing it day after day and how taxing that can be. And when, when you're able to just validate for that person that they've been through something difficult and, and that you really are there for them and you're demonstrating that through your actions, but also connecting on, on a human level, you know, the fact that she stood up and hugged me. I mean, you know, that meant everything to me and I will never forget it. It's, it's things like that, that I want to bring, you know, to their attention as well. Oh, that's so wonderful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. That's such a great story. So within the health mentor program, how are health mentors prepared and supported for the course of their program? Yes, so we have various um, uh, activities that that we offer. Uh, Part of the orientation is also a a pre-meeting with the mentors that um, all get together and share some experiences. So every year we have uh, a mixture of new mentors and people like Lelania who've uh, been mentoring for many, uh, many years. And so um, those more experienced mentors can share their experiences with new mentors coming in and um, make them feel more comfortable. Um, We can offer a buddy system if uh, new mentors uh, are really interested in, in, uh, having somebody who's been mentoring for a while to uh, to help them um, to get started. Um, we also have a um, mentor support meeting halfway through the year. Um, it's an optional meeting, usually around January time, where we um, thank the mentors who have mentored the previous year. We give them a little recognition. Um, and also it's another chance to, to share experiences and to 
hear from uh, other mentors. Uh, and we also provide a handbook. So at the orientation, all the students and all the mentors get um, a program handbook that has lots of um, suggestions for the topics to discuss during the meetings. Um, it has um, sort of frequently asked questions and um, almost anything that anybody wants to know is in the handbook. Um, so those are the kinds of things that we do. And then, you know, we're always uh, on email or on the phone call, my, the staff in the office, if um, people have a question or are not sure, um, maybe concerned about a student who uh, doesn't seem to, you know, be doing too well. So, so there's a, a team of us who are um, available to, uh, to ask questions or get some advice. Yeah, it's a really great community of people. Um, the longer that you stay, the more you become friends with people and you build this connection. And, and you know, the, the team that's supervising the program are fantastic. Like, you're never on your own with anything. If there's ever an issue or a concern, they're extremely available. Oh, that sounds wonderful. It's, it sounds like you're very well prepared and supported. It's it's even making me think that I should do this program. What what I mean, honestly, <laughs> join us. <laughs> uh, what are some of the characteristics that that might make an ideal health mentor? Maybe, maybe I have some of them. Yeah, well, I'll start and then I'll pass it off to Lelania um, because uh, she uh, helps us to select mentors. Um, so obviously, we want to. Uh, we want people who are comfortable sharing their experiences with students. Um, and obviously it's up to each individual health mentor how comfortable they are in sharing those experiences. But the more they're willing to open up to students, the more that students are going to benefit and, and learn. And you know, it's, it's a relationship-based uh, program and the learning is very much a personal learning and sharing both ways the students share as well as the as the mentor so somebody who's at the stage of their um, journey if you like that um, they're comfortable in sharing and opening up to students that they have um, a wide range of experiences to share um, with different health professionals. So we're looking for people who have interacted with um, you know, different members of, of the healthcare team so that they can share experiences with students from those different professions. Um, we're also looking for people who obviously can commit to the, um, to, to the um, uh, different facets of the program. And um, because the mentor is is responsible for the for the group of students, we want people who have some sort of experience with facilitation or peer support um, or teaching or something that they would be comfortable um, leading a group of students. Because me as a, a faculty member, I'm not there at any of the meetings, they're, they're meetings with the students and the mentor. So we want somebody who's gonna be comfortable with um, facilitating a group of students. So Lelania, what's, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I was gonna say, um, I think 
the most important thing I think is that the person be willing to create an environment for their students that is a safe space above and beyond everything else um, because it's their first experience um, I think in sort of working with their peers, even if they're not in the same discipline. So they're, they're a little nervous when they come in, they're not quite sure what to expect. And, um, you know, I think in about the first one or two meetings, um, the health mentor is really running the show, but after about the third meeting, um, you know, the, the members of the group start to take ownership of that group and there's some bonding. And, and I think like, the, the richest experience comes when, when you make it clear that it's a really safe space, there's no dumb questions. Um, of course, at any time, if, if a student were to ask a question that somebody wasn't comfortable with, they're completely within their rights to say, you know what, I, I'm not comfortable sharing that and I'd like to just sort of table that for now. Um, you're never under pressure to share anything that, that makes you uncomfortable or that is too difficult for you to talk about because the point is not to traumatize you in any way. It's more, you know, to share things that you're comfortable with. Um, you know, and I have to say the students are super respectful of that um, because what they're doing in that group is they're also developing their professional skills. So they will treat you as if, you know, they will, they will start acting in a professional manner and, and they're going to respect your boundaries and not push that because they realize that it's a privilege to be learning from, from the health mentors. And, you know, they really cherish that relationship and it really deepens and grows throughout the entire thing. So I think that that's really important. If you're somebody that deeply cares about helping somebody to realize their full potential and, and to, to become the kind of doctor that they all hope to be. Because quite honestly, I don't think anybody gets into the healthcare practice, um, you know, if they don't care about other human beings and they really want to make a difference and they really want to help. So I think that's important. And also just being able to speak honestly about your experiences is really important because, you know, I don't think there's anything gained to, to by um, what I would consider like toxic positivity where everything is sunshine and kittens all the time. I think it's really important for them to hear about some of the more difficult aspects of being a patient or somebody with disability. Um, and I think that, you know, that's where a lot of the learning will come. So it's just fostering that sense of trust between you and your students. And if you, if you're able to do that, I think it can be so powerful for everybody. Right. Yeah. I agree. That's amazing. Cause, cause if, you know, if someone, if, if someone is able to be open, other people can learn so much, can't they? Yeah. You know, like they yeah. really, they really can because that, you know, yeah, that other person doesn't have, doesn't have the opportunity to live that life. Um, yeah. And that, and, and that, that was one of the things that really brought me towards this program is, is that sense of, of sharing another person's experience. And uh, you, I get, just think it's wonderful. you get the yeah. feedback from them while you're sharing with them, because sometimes they'll say things like, you know, I never thought of it that way. I never considered that that was something that people would experience. Or yeah. you know, sometimes I've had students come back and say, you know, I was in my placement and this thing was happening. And I, and I stopped for a minute and I was like, what would my mentor say? 
and, you know, or, or they've, they heard me saying something in their head, you know, something I had said that really (laughs) resonated for them. And, you know, when they share that with you, it's pure gold. And I mean, I, I wanted to touch on what Angela said too, about the, the learning is reciprocal because, you know, you come into the program and you bring whatever it is you bring to the table and the students bring things to the table. And so you get to hear about things that they've experienced in their placement, in their schooling, in their interaction with their peers, you know, the struggles that they're having sometimes or the triumphs that they're having. Cause you know, we, I always do a, about a five minute check-in before I start into this, what we're covering that week or that particular time. And, um, you know, they'll share what's, what's happened for them since we last met. And sometimes it's really revealing and interesting and that will foster its own conversation. So, you know, I learn just as much as they do. And you also grow as a person when you're mentoring, because, you know, you come in with a skill set and, and you build on that. And so, you know, it's not just that they're getting something out of it. It's we are too. And I think that that's what keeps it fresh. It's always that excitement of meeting your new students and and being able to have an experience. And you can tell the same story the same way over and over again, but the conversations that happen around that become different because everybody that you're working with is different every time. Yeah, truly, truly amazing. Is there a specific selection process? I mean, what do we have to do to become these health mentors? <laughs> I don't know. You, I, I, you might have sold me on this. But anyway, what, <laughs> for everyone listening, what's the selection criteria process? Yeah, well, there's, um, there's an application form that asks uh, people to basically answer the questions that are show whether they're going to be a fit for the program based on the kind of criteria that I spoke about earlier. And then um, uh, we have interviews and the interviews are done by a health mentor and a student because uh, the health mentor, as uh, someone like Lelania knows kind of what what's involved from from that perspective and then the student is going to be able to comment on how um, well they think the applicant is going to relate to students and so that um, that recommendation from the interview comes to uh, my team and uh, if uh, it's a thumbs up uh, then we invite them to uh, to become a mentor. We, we also do a reference check as well, just to make sure that uh, everything's, uh, you know, um, above board and, and so on. Right. But Lulania, you've been doing uh, some of the interviews, right? Yeah, I've done them for, I think about four years I've been doing them, um, maybe a little longer. Um, I really love the process because I, I get to meet everybody that's a potential mentor. And so what's nice about that is that I'm able to answer their questions about what it's like to be a mentor in the program, because just as we're asking them questions, it's their opportunity to find out a little bit more from our perspective and also from the student's perspective, what that experience is like. Um, but also because I've met them, most of them already, um, when we go to our orientation night, you know, it's an opportunity for me to reconnect with them and sort of encourage them and invite them in, you know, just because I've met them and I know who they are and I know a little bit of their stories. So, um, you know, that 
that kind of keeps it fresh for me too, because I'm always excited to see, you know, who's been accepted and, and celebrate with them about that. So um, yeah, it's, it's a really lovely experience and it's not, I wouldn't say it's very high pressure at all. It's, it's basically a conversation between the potential health mentor, my, myself, if I'm interviewing and the student. And so it's, it, you know, well, it's a formal process. It's not so much, um, it's not scary. <laughs> okay, perfect. So as a last question, is there anything else, if someone is thinking about the, going through this process and applying, is there anything you would like them to know? I think um, I would say, um, you know, in terms of people look at it's it's like a nine month commitment and it sounds like a lot, but when you when it boils down to it, it's only a couple of hours each time we meet. So it's it it, it sounds like a big commitment, but to me personally, I think like two hours a semester really isn't that much, um, and also. I was going to say we have a lot of autonomy within this role um, in how we um, interact with our students and how we choose to present the information. Um, for example, um, there's a night where we talk about our story and um, I always like to not only give my health story, but talk a little bit about who I am outside of being a patient. Um, because it's important for people to realize, like, I'm not just somebody, you know, who's in a wheelchair or somebody, you know, who has a disability or chronic illness, I also am. And I list off all the things I do. And I give some examples. And when we meet in person, I like I'm published. So I bring some of the books I've been published in. And, um, you know, I, I was a Paralympic torchbearer. So I bring my torch and I bring things from my life so that they can see me as a full human being and not just somebody who's ill. Right. And I think that, you know, that's a really creative way that I use to kind of connect with my students. So there's no wrong way to do this role. Um, I think everybody approaches it just slightly differently based on their personality and what their talents are and how, how they communicate with people. So there's so much room for everybody. And I just really encourage you, if you're even slightly thinking about it, apply and see what happens. It's, it's an amazing experience. And there's a reason why I've been with the program so long. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love that answer. I love that you bring books <laughs> in your torch. That's awesome. Thank you. Angela. Yeah, I um, I guess what, one thing that I would add is, um, you know, what we know about what the students learn. And um, the fact that this program is, is at a very formative stage in their career. So most of the students are really just at the beginning of their professional programs. And they're still figuring out what, you know, what it means to be a, you know, doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist and so on. And the health mentor is really important in helping them to shape their professional identity, to think about what kind of health professional do I want to be in order to provide the kind of care that you know my mentor has described. And um, so it's a you know it it's a very early but an important piece of their becoming a professional that is coming from the patient's perspective, not from the professional perspective. So they gather a lot of that in their programs about you know, what it means to be a doctor from other doctors. Um, but this is what it means 
from the patient's perspective to be um, the, the kind of, of health professional that they want to be in order to provide good health care. And we know that these experiences stay with them for a long time. We've done some studies, follow-up studies of students, you know, four years after the program. And it's just as Lelania said, you know, they have the voice in their on their shoulder or in their head when they when they see patients, they remember what my mentor said or what my mentor would have thought in this situation. Um, so it's very powerful. And I think one of the reasons why it's so powerful is that um, it, it's a relationship, it's a meaningful relationship and a longitudinal relationship that the students have, both with their mentor and with the other students in their group. And that's quite unusual for our students to have so many different preceptors and the student um, bodies are so large, large numbers of students. So many of their relationships are very fragmented and this is a very meaningful longitudinal relationship and so I think that's another reason why it's so impactful and also because um, it brings to life for the students some of the concepts that they're learning so they learn about patient-centered care but it doesn't really mean anything to them until they have some real life example and a story to attach to it and the same with, you know, they learn about the importance of communication, but it's just a word until they have a story or an example of what, you know, good communication looks like from the patient perspective. So these, these uh, conversations um, are bringing some of those important concepts to life for them in a way that they can then hang on to those examples when they're later on in practice. And the last thing I would say, picking up on what um, we mentioned earlier about resilience, um, this program provides students with an example of um, the strengths that people have and the assets that people have, whereas most of the rest of their curriculum is all around the problems that people have and the you know, struggles and um, we sort of teach in what I think of as a deficit model. It's all about the problems. And this provides them with a very different perspective on patients that they never encounter otherwise, which is that it isn't all about the illness taking over. Um, it's about people who have rich lives and are doing amazing things. And that's such an inspiration for our students. I wanted to underscore something that Angela said about, um, you know, we're getting them at the beginning of their careers and we're influencing them at a time when they're sponges and they're picking up everything they can about how to be in practice. Um, a couple summers ago, um, just after the pandemic got going, I, I had to have infusions at two different locations. Um, and I encountered two nurses who were giving me absolutely exceptional care. 
you know, I notice because I spend a lot of time in, in the hospital and having treatment. And so because I was there for hours on end, I got chatting with them and I discovered that they were both graduates of the health mentors program. And while they weren't my students, they were someone's students. And I was able to observe them, you know, modeling this style of care that they had learned to their peers as well. So, you know, we always hope that we're making a difference, but when you have that full circle moment of actually experiencing the difference that we're making, um, it's, it's unbelievable how good that feels and how validating that is for the work that we're doing. So, you know, if I had any doubts up until that point, that really sealed it for me. Um, and, and again, another reason why I continue to do this program, because, you know, it just, it's, it's having such an impact. And, you know, Angela is very um, modest, but the program has been studied by a number of other countries that have sent healthcare um educators to come and observe what's happening here and you know they're looking at creating these models in their own countries because we've had such a great result from this program um, so you know when you're thinking about making that investment of time if if you're thinking about becoming a health mentor know that it's definitely making a difference Oh, that's amazing. And, and as soon as I got the email, you know, it was one of those light bulb moments for me. As soon as I got the email, I had to talk to you. I had to know more about it. Um, and so thank you so much. I'm so glad UBC does this. I'm so glad this is a homegrown uh, program for us. I, I'm so excited about it. Uh, I will probably submit an application. And for anyone listening at home, if you or your loved one, has epilepsy or a caregiver of someone with epilepsy and you want to share your uh, your expertise in your life with students, we hope that you will also consider applying to the UBC Health Mentors Program because it's phenomenal as you can as you can um, uh, as, as you know now from listening to this podcast it's it's clearly phenomenal. For anyone interested in applying to the Health Mentor Program, we will put a link up to apply in the episode description of the podcast. So thank you so much for joining us, both Lilania and Angela. Uh, this has been an amazing experience for me to be a part of. I am so inspired and so humbled that you guys came on our show. And for all of you at home, thank you again for listening to today's podcast of the Voice Epilepsy Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another Voice Epilepsy Podcast episode. Don't forget to follow us on all of our BC Epilepsy Society and I am a voice for epilepsy awareness social media platform. In closing, remember, you matter and we are here for you. We hope you'll make Thursdays our epilepsy date night and tune in to the Voice Epilepsy podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.